Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 55 of Walk On Radio, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Hump, we have a big uh, big thing going on this week, so it's going to be quite a short episode, but we still got a lot of things to talk about. It waters down this episode, but definitely a lot of hype surrounding Thursday's appearance. Uh, I'm nervous. Uh, but I think it's going to be good. I, I think I don't know why I'm nervous. I think it's more just the the first time we've done anything live. It's not like I don't think people are going to show up or we're not going to do well or something like that. But it's definitely a unique experience. It's a first time for for Dalton and I, but uh, should be a lot of fun. Yeah. So if you don't know, I really hope you do. Walk on Radio is having a live episode at our Nods Kitchen in Huntsville, Texas. We're going to live stream it. We're working out the kinks with Rob Hip. He's going to help us out. Uh, he's a big walk-on radio fan. He does a lot of things for the Bearcats. So he's going to help us out. So this episode now, is we're just going to kind of recap the scores and talk about rankings and stuff. And then, of course, our pick in the fantasy corner. And a couple other surprises are going to happen on Thursday, and we're really excited. And that's that's the thing. You know, we, we've got some plans to, to kind of get some interactive uh, things going with teammates, with fans, with with Huntsvillians, whatever it may be. Like Dalton brought up Fantasy Corner. I think right now the plan is, hey, we're going to use it kind of as a Q&A. Ask us, you know, fantasy geniuses, I guess myself. Not, yeah, not, not, not so much Not me. Dalton, but, you know, get get kind of pick our brains, see what we're thinking fantasy-wise, see what we're thinking, you know, Who's going to be in the college football playoff? Who's going to who's going to be the top eight seeds in the FCS playoffs? Who's who's your uh, NFL MVP favorites? Just just different things, things that that uh, is going to get people involved. And we also have a have a special guest picker that uh, we'll, we'll release Thursday. Yeah, really excited. I think the cool thing too about the live episode is there are going to be a lot of people that we might be able to bring up and talk to you about. You know, of course, some of the players, maybe some of the coaches. It's going to be really fun. I'm excited. A little nervous too, but uh, man, uh, it's gonna be cool. And uh, I heard that Arnods is actually doing uh, the walk-on special. I think it's uh, half a pound of shrimp, corn, potatoes, uh, and a drink for ten bucks. Is it bad podcasting if I'm eating while talking on the mic? Because I'm kind of feeling the the walk-on special. Well, listen, I'm thinking. Well, okay, let me ask you this: whenever whenever college game day goes to like LSU or Kentucky or places with like notable food. They definitely taste test stuff. Yeah, I mean, I'm 100%, but I'm talking about full meal munching down on air. I, I personally, me, I'm not going to care uh, because <laughs> I think I'm going to do the same. I'm a big shrimp guy. Uh, Dalton, if you had to pick one Cajun, Cajun-based food, what would you pick? See, this is tough because I'm not a spicy foods guy, okay. and a lot of Cajun Mild. food is spicy. Mild. So, I'm going to throw a question out there because I don't know if it's Cajun or not, but does catfish count? Oh, no. No question. Okay, that counts. so no, I'm that a counts. big fried catfish guy. No, that's, so that's acceptable. 100% like a fried catfish platter. So, so Thursday night, you, you can order whatever you want. You're rocking with the catfish. Yeah, catfish, some hush puppies, maybe some fries with it. Hush puppies. Oh, yeah. Now that goes in. I could, uh, I'm going to be hurting. I'm a peel and eat shrimp guy, personally. Uh, so that's, that's probably what I'm going to be rocking with Thursday, but... Uh, I'm kind of hoping maybe you know maybe maybe they're bringing out like taste testing stuff little 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 Cajun here a little French fry here whatever. I mean they kind of have to. But I, I mean, I feel like we're gonna bring in a lot of business. At I least hope I so. hope so. I hope I hope and of course I hope you show out. Everyone comes and uh, ask questions and has a good time uh, and eats. 
and it's game day for us. This is a, we have a big game coming up this week, homecoming, Jacksonville State. We're going to touch on it at the live episode. Hump's going to give his preview and all that. So uh, just uh, get ready for it. We're it is really perfect excited. for that, though, because it is a big game. Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, we got snubbed that real college game day. Oh, I feel like you're definitely going to talk about it. Uh, yeah, no, no question. We, we got snubbed, um, plain and simple. I don't. I guess Oregon and UCLA, that's kind of I mean, cool. UCLA is a cool place to play. Yeah, but dude, I, I feel like I feel like the FCS atmosphere, like, it would go crazy. And like people people talk crap about Sam Houston and oh they don't have fans or oh they don't they, they can't fill up their stadium. Bring college game day here and I I bet you we'll prove you wrong. Well there may be a chance still later down the line. Uh you never know. Uh, I'm excited. Even maybe playoffs, something could happen. Uh I'm excited. But no, um, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Let's uh let's get rolling into it. Before we get into any scores, let's do some ranking talk. Let's start with the FCS. Nothing really big, I think, moved around other than one big upset, which is Montana. Uh-oh, Hump is grinning at me. Uh, Dalton, is that two losses this year yeah, already? At two? home, at their, their dangerous stadium. Uh-oh. I will say, I will say, and you and I both watched the game. You have you have a personal tie to, to Sac State. I do. Your your mother graduated from there, correct? Yep, yep. Okay, so that's, that's UC a, Davis and Sac State are basically both my hometown. Okay. That's, but uh, alma mater is a big one for me. Big, big time, big time. Uh, I will say... Despite the the tragic loss, and I, I'm so heartbroken to hear that uh, the uh, the team that that would have won the spring national championship, I'm heartbroken that they've lost two times already uh, in six weeks. But I will say, Montana Stadium and their and their fan atmosphere, buddy. If if they would have been wearing if they would have been wearing purple and yellow, I would have thought it was an LSU game. I mean, it was crazy. It's it's such a pretty stadium too, with the mountain looking over it. I can only imagine like a night game where the sun is setting right there. It's a cool place to play, but uh, I mean, another loss. It's not a doesn't not a good look, look like we're going to be traveling to Missoula, Montana this year. So I, let's see the rankings, hump. Where does where does that put Montana? And uh, is our top four kind of still looking the same? Don, we're going to go from ten to one. Uh, usually we go from one to ten, but I'm changing it up this week. Actually, number eleven, just as you mentioned, Montana with two losses. Uh, they are the highest ranked two loss team, and I think that's fair. But they dropped from five to eleven. Uh, number ten. You just mentioned them again, UC Davis, your hometown boys, number nine. And this this one is interesting to me because I think personally this is a team that that can that can do enough to get a first round bye, and that's southeastern Louisiana. You know, if you win the Southland, uh if if Cole Kelly keeps putting up crazy numbers, you gotta figure they're gonna be in the conversation to get one of those buys. Number eight, strong showing against a disappointing Weber. You know, you and I, we kind of had some had some doubts about Weber. I think they're probably out of, of the playoff running, uh, personally. But Montana State, number eight. I mean, they put up a good fight against Montana State. It was a, it was a pretty close game. I know. I just, I, I think the Big Sky isn't near as strong as maybe people perceived it to be. Uh, and there is one more Big Sky team that we're going to talk about. And, boy, they look good. They, they <laughs> look good. But number seven. Uh, our beloved James Madison, uh, you know, they're, they're going to be relevant. They're, they're going to win a lot of football games this year. Uh, I still think even with the loss, they are, they are well in line to, uh, get that CAA automatic bid. Number six, South Dakota state, the, uh, defending runner up, (laughs) the defending runner up, but, uh, (laughs) the Jackrabbits that, you know, they had a tough loss against, uh, against Southern Illinois, uh, this week, I, I think. I want to say that they played Western Illinois, and it was actually close for about three quarters. So, 
you know, not not a great win, but a win's a win. They're they're sitting at number six in the top five. And you know, six weeks into the season, seven weeks into the season, there's about three teams in this top five that I would not have had in my top five. Uh, sitting at number five, you've got Villanova. Uh, you know, Villanova, James Madison. That that's going to be a big battle to see who wins that CAA automatic qualifier. Number four, your beloved, the Zoo members, the original Zoo members. The Salukis. Oh, love uh, my Salukis. Number four. Uh, that's obviously after a huge win at South Dakota State. Uh, number three, the Bison of North Dakota State. A lot of people have them at one. Just kidding. Only one. Only one voter has them at one. Uh, I think that's about right. Number two, uh, 14 first place votes, and they, buddy, their offense is something. Eric Berrier, if you haven't heard. This last week, he threw for a whopping 600 yards. Now, who did they play? That's a great question. I, I can't think of it off the top of my head. Was it? That, that's, it, it, I'm just kidding. It, it wasn't was Idaho. Idaho, yeah. It was Idaho, the, yeah. the Kibbe Dome? The ki, the Kibbe, were they at the Kibbe Dome? I don't know. Or I, feel like, the, I, feel like, I feel like the Kibbe Dome is perfect because those are NCAA 14 numbers, yeah. and, and you would always go and play in the Kibbe yeah, Dome. I mean, 100%. come on. But yeah, Eric Berrier, 600 yards passing, seven passing touchdowns, and another rushing touchdown to add to his eight touchdown day. Now, I know we love Eric Schmidt, and we always want to put him number one in the Walter Payton Award watch list, but are we kind of locking in that award to Eric Berrier? And there's still Cole Kelly, who won it last year, who's putting up a lot of numbers, but is it kind of over already? I would say considering through seven games, Eric Berrier has 3,000 yards passing. Uh, it's probably locked up. Uh, but here's what I have to say to that. I know one quarterback that has a much better award. Has a much better award. What award is that? That's a national championship <laughs> ring, Dalton. That's a national championship ring. Uh, obviously, that's big time, and that's that's the reason that Sam Houston is is retaining that number one spot. Thirty five first place votes. Pretty pretty big margin between one and two. Uh, like I said before, if Sam Houston wins out, they're going to go into the playoffs as the number one team in the country, uh, as they should. Uh, you know, obviously, five games left. Winning is tough. Uh, we've got a huge win streak on our hands, and and we hope to. We hope to continue that. Now, we saw it last year in the spring with the playoff committee. Just because the rankings were how they were, it still got flipped around. James Madison felt they were disrespected. Do you think this could happen the same way where the playoff committee feels that Sam Houston didn't have a strong enough schedule compared to others and we could be seated at two or three? Well, Dalton, did you see the news that the FCS playoff committee actually came out and said that they would not be releasing a playoff ranking prior to Selection Sunday. What are your thoughts? And I don't, I don't know. I don't know how how bad that is. I, I guess it, it's it's cool to see what the rankings would be, but is this is this a big deal? I don't. I'm not really sure how big of a deal it would be. It doesn't change the rankings at all because the rankings are what the rankings are. Okay, but what I have to say to that is, at least if you post or release a, a, a rankings before Selection Sunday. At least when Selection Sunday happens and people have questions, there's justification. There's, there, there's, there's proof. There's, hey, this is where we started. This is where we came from. Here's why we're, here's why we're here. If, if you get to Selection Sunday, that's the first we've seen the rankings, and I have a question. It's not like they can say, oh, well, three weeks ago we had it ranked this. It's just it's, it's out of the blue. What also makes me feel like that they're doing this because it's such a close race. At this point, there's so many people that could be one, two, or three that, you know, maybe maybe they don't want to they don't want to ruin the surprise or something. But it, it seems like definitely a much closer race than it has been the past couple of years. 
Well, what's crazy is, and you're exactly right. It's very close. Uh, it's it's similar to the spring. I think in the spring, there were four or five teams that that were going to get four or five spots, but we just didn't really know where they were going to get it. I think, I think assuming Sam Houston wins out, they're they're one at the very worst. They're two. Uh, if Eastern Washington wins out, you know, I I think here's the deal. Let's take Sam Houston out of the equation. Let's look at Eastern Washington and North Dakota State. If Eastern Washington wins out, that's one thing. If North Dakota State wins out in the Missouri Valley Conference, beating Southern Illinois, beating South Dakota State, they got to jump Eastern Washington, don't that's they? That's what I'm saying. I feel it. And even They're the argument, not bumping Sam to third, though, is, is my point. Yeah, but even the argument I've seen a lot of, you know, even if it was fan post or fan uh, top 25, they're having North Dakota State number one just because of the teams they beat, the schedule they're in. So if they went out in a hard conference like the Missouri Valley – I could easily see seeing them being number two and maybe even number one. They're one or two in that conference. Yeah. I th- and I just, I even just, if they both went out, yeah, I think so. Uh, especially because Montana isn't doing as good as as people thought. Weber's not doing as good as people thought. Um, I don't know. I just, I, I think if the defending national champs went out, they win every game they play. They get one or two. They get to play every playoff game at home simply because. They won the national championship. It's the same roster, and they've won every game they played in. And so it definitely brings up a question. Now, let me say this, though, before before we move on. I do not see Eastern Washington and North Dakota State finishing undefeated. Who takes the first loss? I would need to look at the schedules. Uh, I don't know off the top of my head who they've got next, who they've got soon. But I just I don't know. I don't know if North Dakota State's offense – is good enough to to go undefeated in the Missouri Valley. Now their defense is obviously it's incredible. I mean statistically it's it's incredible. But I just I, South Dakota State is really good. Southern Illinois really good. Yeah. There there there's there's teams there's teams that are going to compete with the Bison this year. Well, there's a team you mentioned that's really interesting, and that's Sela Southeastern Louisiana. And I, I know you saw on Twitter uh, they're excited. They want to get in the playoffs and they want to play the Bearcats. Uh, they kind of competed competed with us last year. It was a close game, first game of the season. But uh, they kind of consider us a rival because of the whole Southland deal. And uh, they kind of want, they want us. And it, it'd be an interesting story and an interesting game. I say this, uh, and, you know, when, when the season gets closer to its end and, you know, we start tweeting stuff about bracketology, start talking about it on the pod, it makes a lot more sense uh, for Sam Houston, a, a high-ranked seed potentially, to be paired up in a in a pod with like an incarnate word, a team that I, I think is good enough to make the playoffs, a team that's ranked 16 right now, kind of that bubble uh, wild card at large bid range. Uh, so it makes more sense for you know an incarnate word Southland Conference matchup rather than a, a Southeastern Southland Conference matchup. Still an interesting story. Whoever Southland team we play, if we play one, just because we left and we're coming I feel back, like it's bad them. blood. Yeah, it's bad it, blood. It, it's be kind of interesting. Hump. Let's move on to FBS. I don't think there's a lot of movement. Uh, I know your Bearcats with a with a C. They're uh, they're moving up the rankings. Georgia Dogs still number one. Uh, let's talk about some movement. Dalton, uh, obviously, you know, not a not a lot of big losses, but a big big one loss one for sure. Big, one sad sad uh, loss. Number two, Iowa. Ooh, our our beloved tight end fullback Hawkeyes University took a big loss against Purdue. Purdue. A basketball the boilermakers. school. A basketball school. Who are, is now ranked. Who's now ranked. Uh, but, yeah, top four. You've got Georgia at one, Cincinnati at two, 
I love it. I it's love happening. seeing it. I, I, it. It's really happening. You know, it really is. If they went out, I, I think at this point it, it's pretty much a lock. You've got Oklahoma at three, which is just incredible. I mean, well, a much better Oklahoma team now. I, apparently, I guess Caleb. Williams, I guess yeah, Caleb Williams is the, is the second coming. I guess Spencer he, Rattler, who might be a big topic uh, on Thursday. We're gonna have to save that one. Oh, Spencer Rattler is definitely a big topic on Thursday. I, <laughs> I got something for that guy. Uh, number four, Alabama. No surprise there. Alabama, if they if they win the rest of the of the regular season games and and go into the SEC championship and beat Georgia, they're going to make the playoffs. As long and, and Georgia will too. But you know they're they're definitely setting themselves up for a lot of success. Number five, Ohio State. Number six, Michigan. Boy, it's happening. It's happening. What dog. a game! That's I give you be. credit. I give you credit because I said all year. I said all year. I don't think we. I think we need to temper our expectations on Michigan. I don't think that this can be a close game. It hasn't been a close game in years. Well, Dalton, it's it's at least ranking wise, it's going to be a close game. Do you think the winner of that game, of the game, makes it to the Final Four? Ooh, man. I mean, obviously they need some help. Obviously, you know, an Oklahoma loss would help. Uh, Georgia going ahead and, and taking care of Alabama would help. All these things would help them, but but especially a Michigan who's undefeated, if they can go undefeated in the Big Ten, a conference that I think is probably the second best in the country, hard to keep them out. Another game, uh, and I, I don't know if this is the right word, the Battle of Bed- Bedlam? Bedlam, that's... Oklahoma uh, State, Oklahoma. Bingo. That could decide a lot of things, too. Oh, uh, I hope they're both undefeated going into big that Big game. Uh, we're going to talk about those scores in a little bit. Let's roll into them right now, starting off with some FCS. We talked about most of them, but the first one, Montana, Sac State. Sac State gets to win 28-21. to The score is close, but it wasn't really close the whole game. Sac State really had control the entire time. Montana's offense could not get anything done. Next up, we have Montana State, Weaver State, 13-7. to Kind of a defensive battle. Montana, Montana State pulled it out. Next up, we have Rhode Island. And wow, uh, I mean, your team, you were high on Rhode Island. They lose to Townsend, 28-7. to Rhode Island, uh, how, how do you feel about them now? Kind of wishy-washy at this point, but do they still have a shot? Uh, you know, I think they're still relevant. Being in the CAA, that that gives them a shot to uh, get an at-large bid because there's going to be multiple playoff teams. But a loss to Towson, that's a little that's a little fluky, if you ask me. Next up, we have VMI, the Virginia Military Ooh. Institute, my Kedets, forty-five to seven against so Mercer. Sorry. I'm so sorry. I know. Yeah, I I you blew have that. Apologize. I definitely do. Sorry, drunk old corpse. <laughs> my Kedets get it done though. They look good. Run game was there. Defense looked good. And the FBS scores: Oklahoma State and Texas Hump. Texas is uh Texas is done. It, yeah, it's a shame. They're done. Uh and, and it's crazy because they blew another big lead. Uh they were looking great. Bijan Robinson is straight up one of the best players in the country. I think he's he should be the Heisman favorite at this point. Well and he won't be because because Texas isn't winning. If Texas is winning, uh I think if Texas wins one of the last two games, he's going to New York. And he still might. He still might. But he's the best running back in the country. I'll put him up against anybody. Uh, but that that dude can play, and Casey Thompson's good too. Uh, I think Texas is close. Obviously, they're not back like we want them to be, but uh, good good times coming in Texas. Yeah, I think there are a few defensive players from being a really elite team, and uh, man, I've heard some rumors, but Arch Manning, quarterback sensation, he's liking Texas. He seems seems to seems to have a lot of posts and a lot of a lot of visits and a lot of you know rumors that that Arch Manning is a big Texas Longhorn fan. That could be cool if you're Old Miss or Tennessee and you cannot get Arch Manning, you're not doing a good job recruiting. <laughs> it, it's right there. It's written in the walls. But uh, next up, we have Auburn and Arkansas and Hump. 
I think you need to have a public apology. I, I, you know, maybe I should save it for the live episode, but do it now, Hump. You, do you have something to say to Bo Nix again? I just know that anytime I've ever picked Bo Nix and, uh, and War Eagle Nation, they've failed me. And I know that anytime I've ever picked against Bo Nix and War Eagle Nation, they have drastically proven me wrong. And, and, and the latter is what happened this week. So I am sorry, Bo Nix. Uh, I suck again. Dalton, you uh, you nailed that one this week. Auburn gets a win, thirty-eight to twenty-three. Bo Nix does his thing again. Just keep, let's keep doing Auburn games. I need to keep my pick'em score up there. Uh, next up, we have BYU and Baylor. Baylor gets to win, thirty-eight to twenty-four. That Baylor head coach has has changed the program. Their run game is something serious. Yeah, they, ba- Baylor's the real deal. I like them. What do you? But Baylor versus Oklahoma State. Who who's running the Big Twelve? Is it still Oklahoma State? I think they played. Did Oklahoma they State did. beat them. Oklahoma yeah. State won. Yeah. But uh, what do we think about Baylor? I, no, I think Baylor can compete. You know, I Finish still maybe like sixteen, fifteen. Is that the rankings well, wise? Yeah. What's what's the ceiling for Baylor? Uh yeah, that's that is probably the ceiling. I still, I, I sound like a broken record, but I still take Texas over Baylor. Um, and I, I think Baylor's good. I think I think Baylor is is better than TCU. I think. I think they're as good as Iowa State, perhaps. Um, that's close, just because Iowa State started out. You know, thought of so highly, but I, I think Baylor's probably the third or fourth best team in the Big Twelve. Next up, we have Ole Miss and Tennessee. Matt Corral, Heisman favorite, and uh, a lot of chaos at the end of this game. But Ole Miss gets to win thirty-one to twenty-six. Tennessee's close. I think Tennessee has a good program, cool atmosphere. I think they're close to being good, but they're just kind of like Texas. They're a few pieces away. Ole Miss's offense is still legit. They struggled a little bit in this game, but I think Matt Corral is also going to go New York. He's a favorite to win that Heisman, but. What a crazy end of that game with the fans throwing everything on the field. And I get it. It's a tough call, but the call's a call. You can't do that. And uh, I, I saw that the SEC is fine, Tennessee. It was, a, it was a rough little ending. As they should. Yeah. Yeah, poor showing. Next up, we have Cincinnati and UCF. UCF, which, you know, is a prominent school, does a good job. But Cincinnati is like that this year, 56-21. to 21. They are now number two in the nation. They got to hold it. Now, Hump, let me ask you this, because they have a kind of easy schedule compared to other people. Cincinnati takes one loss. Where do they fall to? Because we saw the fall of Iowa, which is a huge loss, a, a huge drop in the rankings. Where does Cincinnati fall? Probably just outside of the top 10. I could see, you know, similar to Iowa, 11, 12, maybe 13. Uh, you know, Cincinnati's their schedule is uh, – the bulk of their schedule is behind them. Obviously, the Notre Dame game was, was the big one. Uh, now, you still have a matchup between SMU coming, and they're undefeated right now. So, that that's a, that's a potential big game. Uh, but I – I think Cincinnati controls their own destiny. I think if they went out, take care of business, they're, they're going to be playing in the semifinals. Very exciting for your Bearcats with a C. Next up, we have Georgia, Kentucky. Kentucky look okay. They, look they fun. scored 13 points. That's the, That'll do it. But Georgia gets to win 30-13. to 13. I think Kentucky's going to finish out strong this season. They're going to have themselves a nice bowl game. Uh, next up is Purdue and Iowa. We talked about this already. 24-7. to 7. Purdue gets the upset. Iowa drops down to 11 looks like it's over for their chances in the Final Four. It was a good run for a tight end U, fullback U. We'll see you next year. Next up, we have Oklahoma, TCU, and Caleb Williams is like that. He probably is a Heisman favorite if he started at the beginning of the year. <laughs> We're going to talk about Spencer Rattler on Thursday, but Oklahoma wins 52-31. to And then finally, I wanted to throw this in there because UTSA, the, the Roadrunners, 45-0. to They played Rice, understandable, but 
They're moving up the rankings. First, first, uh, first national ranking in program history. Yeah, and, that's big uh, time. Bit really exciting for we got some people there from Sam Houston, and uh, it's good for UTSA. They got the Alamo Dome. It's a really cool atmosphere. Cool, cool city. It's gonna be big time for recruiting, no yeah. doubt. And San Antonio is a cool place to be. I know the Riverwalk Walk and everything. It's really nice. But Hump, this is normally the time we do your fantasy corner, but we're saving we're it saving for Thursday. It. We're saving it. Hey, I will say, I will say, third win in a row in the Walk On Radio Fantasy Football League. And I picked up a massive, massive win in my personal league. Well, I'm excited to hear about it. Uh, team tight end got an upset victory. We we won at the last minute. Thanks to Josh Allen. Did his thing. We're going to talk about that I didn't later. realize that. That's awesome. Yeah. So uh, we're still in it. Kind of, We're in last, but there's a chance. It's not over hey, yet. Hey, fantasy football is, is a roller coaster. You never know. So, Hump, let's start off with some NFL scores. And, of course, you know we've been kind of lackluster about this, but we do Packers and Cowboys first. So, uh, Hump, go ahead. Talk about your Cowboys. Close one. But uh, you might have yourself a record breaker on defense. Who would have thought anyone would have said that? <laughs> Dalton, uh, first off, it feels it feels damn good to be 5-1. and one. And I know you can relate because, cause, you know. But I don't know if I can be as confident about how my 5-1 and one is going as yours is. This is normally the time where I would say you're absolutely right and, and the, the Cowboys are a lot better than the Packers. But I'm not going to say that. I'm feeling generous tonight. The Packers, they're 5-1 and one for a reason. They're a legit team, and anytime you have Aaron Rodgers, you got a shot. You got a shot, and that's 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 saying something coming from me. Obviously, not a big Packers guy, uh, but what I will say is the Packers scare me, and the Packers scare me solely because Aaron Rodgers. And and that's that's no knock on how confident I am in the Dallas Cowboys right now, because really, let's just compare resumes of of everyone in the league. I think. I really think Dallas is the second best team in the NFL right now, behind Arizona. Yeah, and it especially comes to the fact that a lot of people doubt Dallas, of course. Defense wasn't there. Tough schedule in the beginning. And y'all been able to get it done. Zeke, of course, people saying that he should go. I was one of those people thinking maybe Tony Pollard should be the guy. And, and y'all are proving everybody wrong. Well, and Dak, you know, it's just so it's so refreshing to see Dak go down and, and lead the Cowboys to a game-winning drive late in the game at New England, a place that, that dreams go to die against, you know, Bill Belichick. And I, you know, okay, what their record's not great. They don't have Brady anymore. A real football fan knows that Foxborough is a tough place to win football games. And and you know, was it the prettiest game we've played? No. Was it a hard fought, great team win, impressive, impressive MVP moment for Dak Prescott? A hundred percent. Now, let me ask you this, Hump. You got the win 35-29. to 29. Is Mac Jones a rookie of the year? Oh, that's a great question, Dalton. Uh, I think that he definitely is setting himself up to be in that position. But for me, it's Jamar Chase. It's Jamar Chase, and I know I know it's a receiver, and usually awards like that go to quarterbacks. But Mac Jones is good. He, he's efficient. Uh, I mean, he plays, he plays fairly clean at all times. But he did throw a pick six to Trayvon Diggs. Uh, Trayvon Diggs, what a story. I mean, I, I'm not saying that the Defensive Player of the Year is locked up, but through six weeks, it's locked up. Do you know what the record for interceptions in, in a season is? Is it 14? Is it? I, I mean, Are you I, asking me? I'm, or, a, or? I, I'm asking because I feel like the way he's going, it, it's definitely possible. Plus, we get an extra game this season. Um, it, it could be real. Well, he's got, he's got seven in six games, which is just – just unbelievable. 14 is the record. Uh, let's see. Night Train Lane, a legend. 
14 interceptions as a rookie in 1950. I don't even know if that counts. Uh, not even Super Bowl <laughs> era, but we will go with it. Um, I actually searching this. The first the first story is could Trayvon Diggs break the NFL single season interception record? It's I mean, incredible. It's incredible. And we're coming from the preseason saying that this, your secondary is scaring us. That that the Cowboys secondary was potentially the worst in the NFL, and I. It's not great. Like let's not let's not let this mask that the Cowboys is just some lockdown pass defense. But where we are lacking in in giving up passing yards and giving up passing touchdowns, we're making up in turnovers, and we're not even giving up a hundred yards a game in the rush in the uh, rushing offense category. So just it's just like I said, the Cowboys are are potentially the most balanced team in the NFL. Well, Cowboys right now they're standing around maybe top three teams in the NFL right now. Could be two, could be three. It could be up for the debate. Tell me about your Packers, Dalton. I want to hear about them. We beat the Bears. What's new? I know you saw Aaron Rodgers. It was pretty close. Yeah, yeah, it was a good. Justin game. Fields Bears is a is a good team. They they're they're lackluster. They will not, be one day. They, yeah. Aaron Rodgers said, "I own you. I still own you." That makes me so happy. That was kind of badass. Aaron Rodgers has his confidence back. My worry is injuries. We're getting pretty beat up in the secondary. Our defense is uh, getting hurt. Hump, you do you want to make a? I know we're not owners, but I will give you Jalen Smith back. Uh, Did you I watched, see the? Do you see the video? Yeah, I've watched multiple videos where yeah. he just doesn't. And I get it. A new defense, perhaps you got to get used to the new the new system. But I mean, he looked lost out He's there. He's lost a step. I'm telling you, it's a shame because yeah. what the what a story he had coming in. But. You know, we don't want them anymore. But we get the win 24-14. to 14. We look good. Maybe not as confident as other teams, but we're winning, and that's all that matters. Winning is hard. So I appreciate the Packers. Keep doing your thing. Aaron Rodgers. Who, who do you guys have this week? Do you know? I do not know. Okay. I, Cowboys are on a bye. So uh, get to A lot of bye weeks this week. It's a fantasy football nightmare. I, I've never seen anything like it. I, uh, I'll ask the crowd on Thursday, but I'll bring it up now. Baker Mayfield's my backup quarterback on Ooh, fantasy. He might not, and, and, and I he, know you saw the injury that happened against the Cardinals. Yeah. I might ask the people what I should do, but I'm a little nervous right now. Green Bay plays uh, the Washington football team. Taylor Heineke. That's a dub. I hope so. That's a dub. It has to be. That's a dub. But those are one of those games the Packers will mess up and do something stupid. But should be an easy win. Let's roll into some NFL scores. First up, we have Tampa Bay and Philadelphia, 28-22. to Hump. Philadelphia. Was this a bad Tampa Bay game? Because, look, Tampa Bay wins, but it's a little closer than you would think. Or is Philadelphia a sleeper team? They're not going to win. But they, they, they've looked good. I, I think that they are uh, – I think they're scoring in some, in some late-game situations, kind of some trash time offense. Uh, I wouldn't put anything close to the word good uh, near Philadelphia's name. Uh, but Tampa Bay's the real deal, obviously. So, you know, I guess – I guess close counts in in horseshoes and hand grenades, uh, but no, Philadelphia they're not ready. Uh, they're not near as good as Dallas. They're not going to compete for the division. Um, I know it's early and I know things can happen, but I, I think that Dallas they've got a three game lead through six weeks. I've never heard anything like that, uh, and so I think that division is is pretty much locked up. Obviously, not very good division overall, but uh, Tampa Bay, you know. They're Tampa Bay. They're, they're going to be there in the end. As long as Tom Brady stays healthy, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have a shot. Next up, we have Minnesota and Carolina. Minnesota gets to win 34-28 to in overtime. Darnold Mania was going running wild, but couldn't get the job done. Well, it was Kirk bad Cousins. this week. Minnesota, man, they, uh, I don't, I, I they're hope. wishy-washy. <laughs> they're really wishy-washy, yeah. but when they're on, they're on. Yeah, I, I think that they're, 
they're probably not good enough to uh, to win the NFC North. They're they're not as good as the Packers, but they are good enough to make the playoffs. Yeah, definitely a wild card team, and could surprise a lot of people in the playoffs. Oh, hey, by the way, Christian McCaffrey, uh, IR, I, uh, pain. I, I saw you were hurting. Pain. A lot of fantasy people were probably hurting. Incredible. Next up, we have the Rams and the New York Giants. The Rams get the win, thirty-eight to eleven. I mean, everyone saw that coming. The Giants. The Giants, they they have a long way to go. The Rams setting up for a good playoff run later in the year. Next up, we have Kansas City and the Washington football team. Kansas City gets to win 31-18. to But Hump, Mahomes, what, it ha- what is going on? I don't know, Dalton. Uh, and, you know, I, I know that he's Patrick Mahomes, and I know when he's on the field, the, the Kansas City Chiefs have a shot. They're going to be there in the playoffs. I, I know they will. I know they're in last place in their division, but let's be honest. We know they're going to come back, but, man, through six weeks, Patrick Mahomes has not has not looked like himself. I think he's second in the NFL in interceptions. Number one is uh, Zach Wilson, and number three is Trevor Lawrence. Rut row. It's yeah, two rookies and and two rookies on very bad teams with not near the weaponry that that uh, old Patty has. Good thing for Trevor Lawrence, though. He gets the win against Miami, twenty feet to twenty in London, right? In London, and that that was. Uh, the Jaguars were on a twenty-game losing streak before that one. Those are those are your boys. And next Not year, anymore. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> Gearing up for a playoff run yeah. next year. Good draft pick. Ooh. We'll have to see how that goes. Tough. Next up, we have Cincinnati and Detroit. Cincinnati gets to win thirty-four to eleven. Cincinnati's good. I guess they're good. I think they're I, good. I apologize. Four and two. That that's respectable. Bur- Burrow and Chase, a nice little duo. LSU over to the NFL. Speaking of LSU, we'll talk about on Thursday. Coach O. Ooh. A lot of things Ooh. to talk. A lot of allegations. It's a crazy little thing. You hate to see him go. We'll save it for the Thursday episode. Next up, we have Seattle and Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh gets to win twenty-three to twenty. Geno Smith. He's doing okay. He's a backup. He, he's not going to be the guy that gets traded and play somewhere else, but he looks okay. Second place defensive player of the year, T.J. Watt. Yeah. Incredible. Now, that dude, did, he's worth every penny. Did you see when, uh, I guess it was like a little scrum, and he was throwing punches, but it looked like he was going for the ball. He was assaulting him. <laughs> I mean, he's just playing football. He, he's doing his that job. Look like MMA. <laughs> Next up, we have the Chargers and the Ravens. Man. I don't, most surprising game of the weekend. The Ravens get the win, thirty-four to six, in, in, in a dominant game. The Ravens, uh, the Ravens are there. They're here, and the Chargers, man, they, they, you can't do this. You can't have these really good games and then come out and, and play like this. You got to step it up if you're going to be my, uh, my dream team, my, my all-in team. But the Ravens, they're gearing up for something special. Maybe this will be the year they finally get over the hump. Next up, we have Houston and Indianapolis. The Colts get the win, thirty-one to three. Humpa, you look happy over there. Jonathan Taylor, baby. he's he. The beast has awoken. Uh-oh. Did he five, go off? Five touchdowns in Whoa. three weeks. He thinks he's got like 350 total yards in the last three games. Oh, yeah. The it's fantasy time. the fantasy gods are blessing Get me. Get that jersey my on. My son. Rep it proud. My adopted son. <laughs> Next up, we have Arizona and Cleveland. Arizona is still undefeated, 37-14. to 14. They're good at football. They're really good. Plain and simple. I feel I, I'm kind of hurt because I can't. It's almost like you gave up on them a little. It is, but I was so all in on them last year, and they did okay. And this is the year they decided to go off when I didn't say a word. I still want credit because I feel like I was the only one that talked talk that talk. But you know what? They're still undefeated. Well, it's like it's kind of like dating a girl, and she was cute, okay? And then, you know, things happen, and, and you broke up, and a year later, she's just she's just what everybody wants. Well, not she's, only did I break up with her, is I found someone else. Oh, that's And now that's right. I'm, like, I'm looking out and far like, man, I wish I could break up with her and go back. Right. But then when I go back, she doesn't want me. Well, it's like and it's like you got a good thing going, 
with the Chargers or, or whatever her name is, Sharon. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, Christina, the Cardinals, they're just they're just a top commodity at the it hurts. moment. It hurts. It, it really it hurts. hurts. But uh, I'm I'm happy for the Cardinals. Uh, I hope they make it as far as they can until they play the Packers, and then you know, of course, I want my boys to win. My my wife. I'm cheating on my <laughs> wife with you're my married. girlfriend. Yeah. yeah, you're married. Next up, we have Las Vegas and Denver. <laughs> Las Vegas comes back after everything going on, gets to win 34-24. to Good for the Raiders, especially with everything that happened with John Gruden. New coach comes in. They're going to be fine. I think they're going to have to fix a couple things, but they're going to be fine. Playoff team, yes or no? Yes. Yes. But it depends. Let's touch on that Thursday. I like that. That's a good Because I think one. we might have some Raiders fans in the house. Will we? we well, we've, got, we've got some Cali boys coming. That is true. I want to hear their opinion. Thursday. We'll talk and about it. And then finally, we have Buffalo and Tennessee. Derrick Henry is a grown man. Monday Night Football has just delivered and delivered and delivered. 34 to 31. Derrick Henry said, give me the ball. We don't need to pass it. I'm going to run some people over. Is Derrick Henry... I don't even want to ask this now. This is a great Thursday question. Is Derrick Henry the best player in the NFL? Any position. No. Is he the best player in the NFL? I don't think so. I think he's the best pure running back in the NFL. I don't think he's the best player. Is he the best skill position player in the NFL? No. I just, at this point, dude, I have a hard time putting him beneath any receiver at their position. Would we count quarterbacks? No. When I said skill position, I th- that was me saying aside from quarterbacks. That's tough because... I'm taking Derrick Henry over Devontae Adams and, and DeAndre Hopkins. So here's my thing with Stephon Derrick Henry Diggs. is he's a one-trick pony. And I know that, he's that a trick, giant one-trick that pony. That trick is is magic. It's a magic trick. But if we're talking as a running back as a whole, and man, we need to save this for Thursday, but I don't think he's the best running back as a whole. I think he's the best pure run-straight running back. Who's better? I mean, if we're talking prime, no injuries... Saquon, Christian McCaffrey. But okay, but listen, but listen. Here's what I had to say to that. I know. As a, as a guy that has Christian McCaffrey on his freaking fantasy football team, the best ability is availability. Yeah. And they can't they can't stay on the field. And Derrick Henry. And for a guy that gets beat up like Derrick Henry, I haven't seen him get hurt. Thirty a lot. thirty touches a game. Yeah. The dude the dude just bounces up and he just scores touchdowns. And it's it's incredible what he's been able to do. I just I would feel more confident saying yes if he had more of a pass catching ability. But it's just not there. But man, but it's like he'll run seventy six yards with running four people over. You see that he had the fastest, uh, the fastest run this year. Six what six two? Dude, two four. Oh, I think he's like six three, six four, two forty. Yeah, that's. I mean, dude, that's that's freaky. But hump, this was a fun episode. A little short one, but. We got a lot of stuff on Thursday. Any I feel last... like we went longer than we intended. Yeah, I know. But... I, but you said we'd do that. Any last words before we finish this off and uh, get ready for Thursday? Dalton, really all that matters is is that everyone listening to this, whether you're from China or, or Canada or, or Illinois or Huntsville, come eat some Cajun food at Arnaud's and listen to some good football talk. So, of course, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram, buy our hats, listen to us on any podcast network. Apple Music, Spotify, iHeartRadio, anything you want. And uh, come listen to us live at Arnaud's Kitchen in Huntsville, Texas. Also, hopefully, we will live stream this live live showing. We're yeah. still, again, still working on a lot of the kinks, but that that's the plan. Yeah, really excited. This episode was b- brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast for professionals. We'll see you Thursday, and we will talk to you next time. 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.